I thought this Sunday would be a good Sunday to revisit our star word. If you were worshiping with us in January, you might remember that on Epiphany Sunday, we all received a star with the word Revelation written on it. On Epiphany Sunday, we tell the story of the Magi visiting Jesus. Um, When they came to see him as an infant, they brought with them gifts, and it was a star that guided their journey. And so when we give out star words, we trust that these will accompany us on our journey throughout the year and perhaps help guide that journey a little bit. This year, everybody received the word revelation, hoping that that might point us towards some discernment together for what is to come. Regardless, they are given in the hope that these star words will bless the journey of the year. And that our star words mean that we anticipate there will be holy, blessed moments. It is one of the many ways we say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God will be with us in the coming year. So it seemed especially fitting to read or to revisit star words on the day that we read this story of Revelation. Um, it's very clear that this is meant to be a little bit of a mysterious story. You have disciples walking down the road to Emmaus. They're joined by this stranger who they don't recognize, but they still talk with him about the story of Jesus. And it is kind of shocking as they walk and talk that they don't recognize him. When they get close to their home, Jesus even acts like he's going to go on and keep walking and leave them there. And it's only at their insistence that he goes in to eat food with them. And so you end up with this act that becomes something that they have shared countless times that they have no idea they are sharing again. But they sit down and they realize when Jesus breaks the bread and says a prayer, who it was all along. So this image itself of Jesus sitting and breaking bread is deeply echoed within our tradition. I remember a hymn that some traditions sing at communion, reminding us again, be known to us, Lord Jesus, in the breaking of the bread. It's this expectation that that moment of communion could be revelation, but maybe most of all, that this was a moment of revelation. This was a moment when Jesus was all of a sudden known to his disciples, even though it had been hidden before. And as much as that is echoed in our tradition, I think it especially matters when we talk about revelation to realize how much this story breaks the expectations of revelation. The moment at which it becomes clear that Jesus is the resurrected Lord, he is this person that they've known for years now and shared ministry with, happens in a moment that is ordinary. I almost want to say extraordinarily ordinary because it's so commonplace. It's something that they've done countless times together. It's something that they do without thinking about it. And when I thought of this, I actually thought of the equivalent would be brushing your teeth. 
I think of this story as something that you do without thinking about it as part of just your daily routine and ritual. Most of us brush our teeth a couple times a day. You get braces and you think about it more. Um, You get something stuck in your teeth and you think about it more. But day in, day out, it's just something you do without giving thought to it. And it's so commonplace and so ordinary that I know when I'm packing, I am very likely to make it someplace without a toothbrush. But if you're staying in a hotel, it doesn't matter because everybody forgets their toothbrush. Everybody needs a toothbrush, and so they always have a stash of them behind the desk. They're never the good toothbrushes, but they're better than nothing. And that ritual that we do for, what, six or so minutes, most of us, every single day, is a point at which none of us expects a revelation. None of us expects this to be a moment of inbreaking of the holy. We don't expect it when we're brushing our teeth. We don't expect it when we're doing laundry or when we're washing dishes. We don't expect it in those ordinary, mundane, maybe even boring things. And yet in this moment that Jesus just takes some bread off the table and breaks it, that is where there is revelation in this story. It is shockingly ordinary. And it is also small. If you look up definitions and more importantly synonyms of the word small, unimportant comes up as a synonym. And that is telling to me that in our English language, we equate being small with unimportant. We could have a lot of conversation there, but I think it matters for us to note that small does not mean unimportant. I actually think of my engagement ring when I think of how much small matters. My engagement ring was originally a cocktail ring. My great aunt loved jewelry. And so she bought this ring. Um, It was a giant flashy cocktail ring. My mom loved it. So my aunt bought a second one so that my sister and I could each have one after she died. And because none of us have places that we regularly wear jewelry, um, especially cocktail rings, they were locked in a safe at my sister's house. And so when Matt and I were talking about getting married, my mom offered me a ring to reset. And so we took it to a local jeweler. He worked out a plan because of the design. There wasn't a lot of rejiggering what was there. Um, But setting it in white gold, making it lower profile, and then figuring out a wedding band to go with it. When I took it to him... um, We worked out the plan, and then I left it there because they needed to make a wax cast. And so you end up with this wax cast that is just a miniature version of the or an exact replica of the ring, actually, um, that they will later use to then make the ring itself. It took longer than we were originally promised, and when I went to try on the ring or at least the wax version of it, to see if it worked. Um, They told me that when they did the first one, it was off. Um, And when they said the measurements was off, what they meant was it was fractions of a millimeter. This minuscule amount that we could not imagine in our day-to-day lives has 
any significance. But it meant that my ring was actually delayed by weeks in order to make a new mold, to get it right, to have me come in and check it, because otherwise the diamonds might fall out. And so the precision required was real. It it was so real that fractions of millimeters mattered. And there are plenty of places where that's true. But when we talk about star words, we tell the story of cosmic proportions of a star coming in the sky, and we need this story then to point out again, it can be small things that are incredibly important that point us to God. And the final thing that I notice about this moment when Jesus takes the bread is how familiar it is. It is well known. It has been done many times. And I think within the Christian tradition, this could be easily likened to the way we talk about riding a bike. The expression, it's just like riding a bike, is common because we assume this is a skill that most people have. And even if it's been a long time since you learned, since it's a long time since you rode, you can still get on a bike and get where you need to go apart from catastrophic injury. And in many, many cases, it's true. Once you learn the balance, once you learn how to go forward, once you learn how to gauge distance, you can ride a bike. And you can ride a bike if it's been 20 years since the last time you were on one. The worst learning curve might be a different style of brakes that ends a little badly. But that's about it. And when we tell this story, the story of a revelation of Jesus there, resurrected, There is this expectation that a revelation has to be unfamiliar. When the reality is a revelation might feel very familiar because God has been there all along. This ordinary, small, familiar practice of breaking bread becomes the moment of revelation and that is emphasized by the fact that after doing this, Jesus disappears from their sight. He's gone. And this thing that we would equate with magic, that Harry Potter needs an invisibility cloak in order to do, that part has nothing to do with revelation. It's almost an afterthought. Because the beautiful revelation that Jesus is among them, the beautiful revelation of who Jesus is, was actually something they had been learning all along. And I think, I hope, that as we continue this year-long journey guided by the word revelation, that we too can look for the holy where the disciples did, in the ordinary and the small and the familiar, and to realize that maybe, just maybe, We have been missing that revelation all along. Amen.